Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Let me know if you've heard something like this before. Now that I'm sober, I'm going to get my career back in order, fix all my relationships, help all my friends get sober, get out of debt, go back to the gym, start eating healthy, find the perfect relationship, quit smoking, and in my spare time, cure world hunger. Okay, that last one might be a stretch, but you get the point. What happens is when you try to change everything at once, you will get overwhelmed, you will give up, and then nothing ends up changing. So how much should we change in the beginning, and how do we pick and choose what to change? Over the next couple of weeks, we'll be working on creating a recovery roadmap, and today we will focus on creating the right mindset and talk about the dangers of trying to change everything at once. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. It isn't a stretch to say that those of us with addiction issues tend to take things to the extreme. I mean, if we can't drink in moderation, I think it is fair to say that many of us don't do fixing ourselves in moderation either. When we get into an all-or-nothing mindset, it not only causes us to make less progress once we are sober, but it even stops many people from taking the first step of putting down the bottle. If you're still drinking, I want you to think about what you think you need to do before you could get sober. If you're anything like me for all the years I wasted thinking about it, your thoughts might go something like this. Yeah, I need to quit drinking, but first I need to find a detox. Am I going to be able to fix the relationships I ruined? Ah, I also need to get a job, then find a place to live. Ah, but my credit's horrible, so how can I get an apartment? Okay, so I must get out of debt first. What about my friends? Can I still hang out with them? Speaking of friends, I need to make things right with all the old friendships I damaged. Will I even have any friends when I get sober? Okay, so I need to find new friends first that will support me in my recovery. Then I could get sober. What will I do to fill my time? Will I ever be able to have fun again? Oh man, this is stressful. I think I need a drink. Most of us look at getting sober in totality as one giant event. We think of everything. When we run through everything in our head at once, the idea of getting sober seems to be too overwhelming, so we don't even start. Take a step back and focus on one thing at a time. I suggest simply focusing on your why. What is the most important reason you want to get sober? What do you want the purpose of your life to be? What do you want the story of your life to be? How do you want to be remembered? Now write all of that down and really feel it. Now, what is the first thing you need to do? The process to getting sober is actually quite simple. You stop drinking. That is it. Of course, staying sober and fixing your life requires more. But you don't have to worry about that now. To get sober, you simply stop drinking. I know some of you are saying, but Tim, it isn't that easy for me. I can't just stop drinking. I have to go to detox. Yes, 
For people who have been drinking heavily for a long, consistent period, there are severe dangers associated with detoxing from alcohol, so it is best to talk to medical professionals about detoxing safely. But Tim, I can't just run off to detox. I got responsibilities. Great. Let's get it down to the path of least resistance. What are the absolutely necessary things you need to do to put the bottle down? Don't think one day beyond that. For me, I did need to be medically detoxed. I also had a dog and had worn out my welcome where I was staying, so I had to handle that before leaving. So I had these requirements. Find a detox, find a place to store my truck and what little possessions I had left, and find someone to take care of my dog. That was it. Everything else was just extra noise. That was all I should have been focusing on. By making only the first step of the process a requirement, it does two things. First, it makes a task less overwhelming and more achievable. Second, it is much harder to make excuses when it is only one thing versus a list of things. The harder and more complicated we make something, the easier it is to make excuses why we can't do it. So that is what I did. I found a rehab. I loaded everything I owned into my pickup truck found a place to store it, and found someone to watch my dog. Then I was off to rehab. For the first time, I made the process of getting sober simple, and it was a critical step for me to actually start. Now, that doesn't mean that a couple of weeks in rehab, I wasn't already thinking about everything I had to fix the second I got out. One of the exercises they had us do in rehab was to make a list of one-year, five-year, and ten-year goals. With ten goals in each bucket, I left rehab with a list of 30 things I thought I needed to accomplish to have a successful recovery. I think it is essential to have things that are important to you to strive for. That is what fosters change and growth. However, when your list is very large... If you struggle at even one of those things, you often look at your recovery as a failure and the it is too hard type of mindset will begin creeping in. On top of that, when you make such a drastic shift in your life, such as quitting an addiction, you are going to drastically change, which also means your dreams and goals are going to change. To expect me while sitting in rehab at 30 days sober to know what I want in 10 years it's like asking a kid what they want to be when they grow up right after they say their first words. I wasn't going to completely change overnight, but I left rehab thinking that it was a requirement to consider myself a success. That is something I still struggle with to this day. For example, every time I tell myself I need to get back into shape, I go through the all or nothing cycle. I'm going to stretch every morning, eat healthy food, drink a gallon of water each day, track my calories, and go to the gym five days a week. So I join the gym, hit the grocery store, download a calorie tracker app, and then the first time I don't do one of those things, I tell myself, see, you always screw up when it comes to this. And then I stop everything and my confidence plummets even further. Low self-confidence comes from not keeping our words to ourselves. Every time we tell ourselves we're going to do something and we end up not doing it, our confidence will drop. With every broken promise, we trust our ability to change even less. 
So don't make it impossible to keep your word to yourself by creating a monumental task you have to accomplish to consider yourself a success. Think of one thing you want to achieve that you could start today. Now that you have thought about it, actually start today and give it 100% effort. When you give something your full effort, achieving the goal is no longer the bar for success and beginning to build your self-confidence. Because if you give it your full effort, you still kept your promise to yourself. And I have found every time I give something my best effort, even if I might not hit the target I was aiming at, there are always collateral benefits. For example, a few years ago, along with a friend of mine, I created a resume building website. We had both been in the corporate world for a while and saw how many people were struggling with creating effective resumes. So we built a tool that would allow you to enter your job title, and then it would step you through the process of building your resume, including giving you samples of what to write. In the past, I've had a lot of these kinds of ideas, and I would start out strong, but never see them through. This time was different. I put 100% effort into my part in building this business, and we successfully launched our new business with big dreams of one day being bought out by a major corporation and getting ourselves a big payday. And then the business was a complete flop, but it was not a failure. How is that even possible, you ask? Here is a phrase that I want you to learn when you think you have failed at something. But at least. Let me show you what I mean. We didn't get the huge payday we wanted, but at least we mastered the art of writing a great resume and marketing ourselves. From that, we we're both able to take huge leaps in our careers that wouldn't have been possible without the work we did on this project. I didn't get to fulfill my lifelong dream of being a successful entrepreneur, but at least I learned the necessary steps in the process which will make it easier to try again with my future ideas. And most importantly, I didn't hit the target I was hoping for with this business, but at least I showed I could keep my word to myself when I say I'm going to do something. If you tried something, gave it all your effort, and didn't get the desired result, it is not a failure. I guarantee that you have a series of, but at least, wins you achieve by just going through the process. So don't beat yourself up for trying and not achieving your desired outcome. Learn from the experience and keep moving forward. And most importantly, be gentle with yourself. I find that one of the biggest obstacles people have in recovery is beating themselves up over the past. And I think the all or nothing thinking we get stuck in keeps us from healing from that also. We often want to make these giant grand gestures to try to fix the past. Actions from the past cannot be reversed, no matter how hard we try. However, doing one thing differently today can completely change the trajectory of our future. But just like we talked about throughout this episode, we often can hurt ourselves by trying to change everything at once. For example, if the most important thing to you is being a better parent, don't make endless promises and try to fix everything at once to make up for the past. What are one or two things you could do to be a better parent today? Maybe it's something like being home and being present with your cell phone put away every night at the dinner table, 
or showing up to every dance recital or Little League game. But remember, it isn't about making big promises. It simply is about working towards the person you desire to be. You could accomplish all the things you want in life. You just can't accomplish them all at the same time. So please don't try. Instead, focus on what you could change today. Successfully doing one thing differently is more effective than trying to do everything differently and failing. But Tim, since we're only focusing on one thing at a time, does that mean we're just doing one thing and then relaxing? How am I going to change if I'm just sitting around relaxing? That is definitely not what I'm suggesting. Living a life where you're both sober and happy is all about growing and moving forward. It is about mapping out where we want to be, identifying the individual steps to get there, and then traveling one step at a time. And the entire process of how to do that is what we're going to dig deep into next week. So make sure to tune in. As always, I'm grateful that you listened to this episode. If you're finding this podcast helpful, all I ask is that you share it with one person that you also think it might help. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy. Sober and happy.